0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, 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 one and all. How's it going tonight? Uh, This is Mr. C coming to you guys live with a brand new episode of the C Report Live Digs. So uh, you've heard about this show before. Now you're hearing about it again for the second time. And uh, so that's what we're doing tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, If you guys recall the last time we had a Live Digs on, uh, was back in the end of October. So I guess uh, we're kind of making it about on schedule as far as uh, creating content for this show, uh, which is one where we do a bit more of a casual kind of dive into certain topics, topics at hand that uh, are important very much so ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we don't want to leave out. Of the uh, you know of the good old uh, uh, foresight uh, you know front sight right there that sight oh where'd my uh, where'd my uh, where'd my secretary of snake go one moment ladies and gentlemen while I find her there you are there's that woman you're probably like why are you torturing us Mister C For those of you who are joining us on the podcast side of the show, because uh, tonight's episode will be uploaded to our podcast over at Anchor.fm, well ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking about the Secretaries of Snakes again tonight, uh, as in part two of the Secretaries of Snakes presentation that we're doing here at the Sea Report live digs. So we're very glad to have uh, um, all of those with us tonight who are uh, able to join us out there in the audiences. We are coming to you guys live from a multipla, multi, multiple, multiple, multiple or a, a complete and utter, um, you know, a plethora of uh, streams out there, sorry, platforms. I apologize, guys. It's been a long day. I was actually quite busy this morning and this afternoon doing things. It was a rather productive day as so I was here at the old homestead uh, prepping and looking into things uh, for, you know, the future. Uh, good stuff, good stuff, and uh, definitely a lot more to come. Uh, so, yes, we'll be doing this uh, live digs into the Secretaries of States uh, real quick. We are live on uh, the Foxhold app at the foxhole.app, pill.net, twitch.tv. We are live over at YouTube, Trovo, Cloud Hub, and DLive as well, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, spread the links, uh, share them with your friends, like the videos, all that good stuff on any of those platforms. Definitely helps the show to get a little bit more uh, sunlight, I guess you could say. And I think for a show like tonight, uh, it is well worth the share social media or word of mouth or otherwise. So we've talked about the secretaries of states before we've uh, kind of uh, been on a rag about, you know, that ragtag group of rogue renegade uh, citizens, politicians who have decided to uh, try and um, uh, facilitate the, uh, the heist of a nation by compromising their election duties as they are the chief election managers in any state in regards to uh, elections, how they're run, election integrity, election fraud. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, the Secretary of State is a very, very, uh, what is it, a goat position, I guess you could say. (laughs) It's right up there, ladies and gentlemen. So you got the good old goat here, Katie Hobbs, coming under fire, of course, in Arizona. And uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we can't say that she doesn't deserve it, uh, because absolutely, uh, this woman certified an election that eh, maybe should not have been certified. Uh, You know, a little bit of information came out. And since that information sprung forth in its drip, 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 old-fashioned throughout the entire spring, summer, and fall, of 2021 over there in Arizona, well, it seems that uh, we got uh, we, we we got a catch in that water. Particularly when uh, it was discovered that uh, you know, aside from the fact that there was uh, several tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of uh, bad, fraudulent, uh, fraudulently counted. Uh, ballots in Arizona. we also had a lost cha- uh, chain of custody and we also had the erasing, the memory holding, the blit bitchy bleat bleat oh, I can never say that word guys. The ble- bleat beat ble- ble- <laughs> I can't say that word bleach bitting. There we go. I finally spit it out bleach bitting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the bleach bitting, ladies and gentlemen of uh, data from the routers and and other areas of these uh, proceedings, the entire election. This woman, this woman here who has fought election integrity like nobody's business, which really makes no sense because when you think about it, any elected official should most definitely Uh, be in favor of election integrity and to uh, proving to their constituents that nothing was wrong with their election. But this woman has failed, Uh, failed to the point that is beyond mismanagement, ladies and gentlemen. If you think about uh, that's how they're trying to uh, toss the Georgia uh, snafus over there in uh, the state of Georgia. You know, they uh, they're they're they're, uh, they're Throwing the responsibility on severe mismanagement. Okay, that's, the, that's probably going to be the angle that they're going to try to attempt to get rid of uh, any accountability against fraud in Georgia. Of course, we have little Bradford Raffensperger to thank for that as he turns over all investigations to the federal uh, federal investigators as opposed to taking care of it in home at state where he knows he's already countable. He's probably waiting for the uh, Merrick Garland Justice Department uh, to go in there and just to whitewash the entire thing and erase all of little Brad Rappensburger sins in Georgia It's probably what he wants to happen. He's like, come on, Garland. You know, when we used to hang out at those old Democrat parties uh, before we decided to, uh, well, you know, before Bradford decided to dress up like a rhino and have a night out on the town at the, uh, you know, constituents expense. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the secretaries of state. Uh, so yeah, that's, well, you know, we, we can just go guys. <laughs> so, let's keep on rolling because uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover actually. Uh, thanks for joining us on live over there. If you are with us over at uh, the foxholeonpill.net, we got Rel anon 123 skg chinkapin54 in the house. And thanks to Rel anon and 123 skg for those uh, donations over to the show. Much appreciated and much love. Uh, But let's go ahead. So, okay. So when we're talking about, okay, where did we leave off last time we talked about the secretaries of state? Like I said, it was about a month ago. Uh, I would, uh, I would put the date on mm, October 27th, 2021. The Sea Report live dig secretaries of snakes part one hits the airwaves. Okay. And we dig into the secretaries of state. We dig into where all of these people come from. And really the way that we've identified these secretaries of state is by their behavior during the 2020 presidential election and before in some instances, and then most definitely after. And uh, we really take a look or we took a look at uh, some of the actions that they've done to block election integrity in their states. Now, who's it that we're talking about before we get to? Well, you know, we'll just say some of the names. Of course, we've talked about Jocelyn Benson. We've talked about Jenna Griswold. We've talked about uh, uh, several more. Uh, Brad Raffensperger. Oh, look, there's Jocelyn Benson, the secretary of snakes from over in uh, in Michigan. Okay, she's done a lot to uh, stifle election integrity in the state of Michigan, and uh, she's got a lot to pay for. Uh, as far as justice is concerned. And, you know, we've uh, ran several articles on Jocelyn Benson and the uh, fix she's done over there in the good old state of Michigan. Um, You know, most recently we were talking about uh, in one of the the most previous C reports about how she was being sued because she failed to uh, clean up the voter registration roll as far as, you know, candidates who have deceased or who have deceased, who are deceased uh, is concerned. So uh, Jocelyn Benson coming under a lot. Uh, of course, then there's also what she did during the 2020 election, uh, which included, you know, turning, uh, turning her eye uh, against uh, people who were kicking out conservative poll watchers and boarding up, you know, uh, windows and stuff like that. Jenna Griswold, of course, is the snake out of Colorado, uh, and like I said, we talked about these ladies before, last time we talked about the secretaries of state. We talked about where they came from and uh, where they where these where these beings brooded from, you know, like what, uh, <laughs> what sewer did these ladies come out of? Well, if you guys remember, you know, it basically boiled back down to, oh, there's Bradford Raffensburger. Well, we already kind of went in on Brad, so we won't finish, Oh, yeah. We uh, introduced you guys to this one last time, okay? We talked about Joe Esparza, the Deputy Secretary of State for the State of Texas, who also hangs out in the same group of lovelies that we just uh, went through. Uh, You know, all of those um, uh, national-faced individuals when it comes to uh, the election integrity that they have broken, the trust that they have broken, the laws that they have committed, The um, state, the elections, they should not have decertified. Okay, Uh, Joe Esparza is probably among the worst (laughs) because he's been a big part in bamboozling Texans in far as far as uh, elections are concerned. There's no telling what we could find in the elections in Texas if we got an actual forensic audit of the state. Uh, There really is no telling what we could find. Um, because uh, the state seemingly has ran its elections in a very uh, on par, uh, it was a, a, a SOP uh, operation, you know, like everything's good, everything is on key. Uh, of course, there's a little bit of more information we have to dig in to get some more of an understanding of what could possibly be really happening here in Texas. Uh, but in the meantime, we have the secretary of state system broken, and we have uh, this guy. Uh, Deputy Secretary of State for Texas, Joe Esparza or Jose Esparza. Uh, and we have him serving as the interim uh, Secretary of State anytime there is no Secretary of State in office for Texas, which happens quite frequently. The Secretaries of State usually have a lifespan of about a year and a half to two years, three years if we're lucky. They never serve out their full four year term. And uh, it seems that for the uh, five, six, a year and a half, a year where there's no secretary of state, we've got little Joe Esparza, Jose Esparza, to fill that hot seat and do the real work, which is the work that comes from these leftist and uh, Democrat and progressive secretaries of state. And they come from some of the most progressive backgrounds that you could possibly imagine. Ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about some, uh, where these, some of these organizations these women are associated with, and a lot of them are progressive think tanks, okay? But uh, Jose Esparza, we have our eyes on you now, buddy, okay? And we recognize the con that the Texas legislature is running on its people and on the country. Fix that Secretary of State office, Texas. Okay. And we also introduced you guys to Barbara Savetsky, who is the Rhino Secretary of State for Nevada. Okay. Now, there's a, a very good reason why, uh, you know, we uh, mentioned these particular states at the head of tonight's show. Uh, because, again, not only did we talk about them with the Secretaries of State, But uh, in our previous episode of the Sea Report Live Digs, we also uh, see that they have been mentioned most recently by President Trump in one of his recent statements, uh, which I will bring forward for you guys to peruse with me today in regards to what he's talking about and why we have these particular states and particular individuals who represent these states on the map. Ladies and gentlemen, because we've got some other things to look at too uh for some more secretaries of state. We're gonna have some we're gonna have a little bit of fun with more secretaries of state here tonight, who are actually secretaries of snakes. They are snakes, ladies and gentlemen. They are committing treason in our country, they are changing voter laws without their state legislature authorizing or even introducing. They are uh, covering up, you know, massive amounts of fraud. They have decertified elections that they know should never have been certified. Okay, they never should have been certified to begin with. But these people went ahead and did it. And, you know, when we think about the fraud that has been uncovered in Arizona, when we see all of the evidences of fraud that we have seen in uh, all these other states, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Nevada. You know, what we have to understand is that uh, we're beyond the point of coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. These things are no longer a coincidence. Okay, Uh, there's no reason why we should have uh, this massive amount of fraud. OK, with 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 evident patterns between states. OK, and then some of them that just go way off pattern, like, you know, we can have uh, massive ballot dumps put into uh, drop boxes and 24 hour drop boxes in several states. OK, you know, we can have a. Um, We can have a duplicate and triplicate and quadruplicate, you know, ballot images, you know, that have the same serial numbers and the same, you know, uh, you know, um, uh, markings or the same uh, mistakes, you know, that are almost photographically photocopied image, you know, quality. You know, we can do all of that in several states that happened in Georgia, that happened in Arizona. But then you have those really weird cases of like, you know, uh, voter fraud that are really like uh, on a state by state basis. (laughs) Okay, like, you know, I mean, I know, for example, uh, this one might not be so uh, what's the word Uh, so unique or so strange. But, you know, like even in the canvas that they did in Arizona, they found, you know, Lots that had like 10, 20 different addresses that had ballots that were mailed in, you know, but then it's an empty lot. So, like, how did anyone vote from this lot? You know, like, there's no one living there. It's an empty lot. And yet, it's as if though there were to be an apartment complex sitting on this or in this parking lot, you know, so stuff like that, ladies and gentlemen, that happened in Arizona. They found that out through an honest canvas. And I say that, ladies and gentlemen, because if you consider uh, what, if you consider one of the brand new secretaries of snakes that we're going to talk about tonight, ladies and gentlemen, uh, she, (laughs) she actually sits on her own state's board of canvassing. Okay. So we had a real canvas in Arizona, right? You know, we got 800 people activated by Liz Harris, who was running for uh, state representative. Uh, or state seat, you know, um, uh, like in 2018, lost, right? And then she she puts a canvas together, and everyone goes out, and they like, okay, well, you know, uh, according to uh, you know the mayor I mean the, uh, I guess the Maricopa uh, Board of Elections records, you know, someone voted on this lot. Oh, okay, this is an empty lot. Well, <laughs> so did these other 20 people. So you know that kind of thing happens in Arizona. But then you have a Secretary of Snake who's very questionable, okay? Very questionable. And uh, she's sitting on the state's board of canvassers, okay? So she's in charge of making sure a canvas goes out and makes sure nothing untoward happened to make sure no one voted from an empty lot. That's her job. And she's the secretary of state. And somehow it's kind of seems to me like she's checking her own work and and, uh, the other people who are on that board as well, the governor of the state, the secretary of state, and the state, it's either the DA or the AG. We'll we'll look at it, guys. But this is like red flags, red flags. So, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. What was I saying? We talked about uh, these states. Here's the reason why. Let's look at the President Trump statement as he is uh, giving us messages, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Let's look at this message here from President Trump. Okay, and it says, and I quote, <laughs> it says, um, November 28th, the fake news media cannot stand the fact that so many people are in our country know the truth that the 2020 election was rigged and stolen, yet almost every article written contains the word the big lie or unsubstantiated facts, etc., always trying to demean the real results. I am willing to challenge the heads of the various papers or even far left politicians who have perpetuated the real big lie, which is voter irregularities and fraud uh, on a massive and determinative scale. This includes members of the highly partisan Unselect Committee of Democrats who refuse to delve into what caused the January 6th protest. It was the fake election results. While I am willing to do it, they will never agree because they cannot argue the facts in the states, including Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, New Hampshire, and others, such as New Mexico, where the Democrat Secretary of State changed the voting laws without legislative approval just prior to the election, making it virtually impossible for the Republican presidential candidate to win. If anyone would like a public debate on the facts, not the fiction, please let me know if it will uh, it will be a ratings bonanza in television. So, very uh, interesting statement. Now, that's why we uh, bring to you the Secretaries of States, guys. The Secretaries of Snakes, okay? In fact, you know, I don't have this one up here. Maybe I should... Let's get a pic. Let's get a let's get a picture on this person. I don't have them up here. This is the Secretary of State for Wisconsin, Douglas J. J. LaFoyet. Okay. <laughs> Never heard of the man. Okay. <laughs> Who the hell is this? Uh, okay. So we got a picture of this guy here. Okay, this is apparently the Secretary of State for Wisconsin. Doug, La- okay, I need to verify this because this seems not right. <laughs> it is. Okay, Secretary of State Wisconsin. Uh, this is, of course, again, Doug Lafoyette. Never heard of the guy before. Okay, so this will be this will be one uh, this will be one for the record, right? Okay, we'll get this guy in on the fun today. Oh, not you! Oh, not you! Oh, not you! Oh, not you. Where'd he go? Oh my goodness! It's not all right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. There he is. Okay, so this will be this will be an interesting. Okay, if we have time, we'll dig into this guy and see where he plays into a lot of this stuff because. Uh, it's pretty crazy, guys. Now, when we're talking about all these people, let me put him right here. No, we'll put him after her. Okay, that's good. Okay, no, actually, we'll put him back here. You're like, what is he, what is he doing? I am editing <laughs> my show live, okay? So, okay, uh, we got a lot of stuff to go through tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. I know right here. Yeah, right here. <laughs> what? Oh, no, that belongs over here. Okay. I need to stop editing my show on, on the air because I'm messing myself up. Okay. That's the fun part about live digs, ladies and gentlemen. That's the fun part about live digs. Okay. Uh, this is kind of all on the, uh, on the floor. Okay. As opposed to having it all prepped and written down. All right. So, okay. So we got up to Barbara Sebesky. Of course, she is the rhino who was censored in Nevada. She's secretary of state and um, she she allowed them to keep counting the ballots. You know, she changed some other things. President Trump went after her. They had a uh, lawsuit in Nevada and that was one of the six uh, lawsuits that was going on back in December, January of 2020, right before the inauguration where they were trying to get everything proven. Uh so Barbara Savetsky basically turned on Trump. She turned on conservatives, she turned on America, she turned on freedom, she certified the election in Nevada, and uh she censored and she's on her way out, you know. And we see um we have uh, Jim Marchant, actually, uh, who's running for Secretary of State of Nevada, ladies and gentlemen. So uh that's someone to pay attention to, of course. We'll talk a little bit about Jim and his efforts um with the Secretary of State's coalition. The answer to George Soros and his uh, his rogue renegade group of secretaries of state, uh, here's again just a quick recap on that, uh, because what we want to focus on moving forward is that George Soros' secretaries of state project is now debunked, not debunked, now decrept, right? It's done, it's over. We don't have uh, the secretary of state's... Um, Uh, project anymore by george soros but what we have now ladies and gentlemen what it has become uh, the entity that has shape-shifted from the secretary of state project is now better recognized as the national association of secretaries of state so let's get that in our head guys if you're wondering where the secretaries of state project george soros people went That is where they went, and we will again be looking at this organization tonight as we move along into another couple of secretaries of state or secretaries of snake who are currently still in position. All of these people are still serving as secretary of state for their states, okay? So we need to get them out. We need to make sure they don't get reelected. A lot of them are looking to get reelected in other offices. We have Katie Hobbs of Arizona, who's looking to get elected as governor. Okay. We have um, uh, Maggie uh, Toulouse-Oliver of um, New Mexico that we're really going to take a look at. And she's looking to go and run for Senate. Okay uh you know now that you know now that we think about it now that i think about it even even little old deputy secretary of state joe sparza jose Sparza, he looks like mark burnovich ag burnovich like they kind of look alike they kind of look like pasty soy boys right who play with nunchucks and uh pretend to be secretaries of state for years at a time <laughs> We have these two that they look like, you know, they look like blood brothers. And uh, that makes that, that makes me lose even more hope in A.G. Bernovich, And he's he's now trying to run for Senate while they're whilst they're still trying to get him to prosecute for all of the treason, fraud and uh, felonies that were committed during the 2020 presidential election that they have hardcore evidence on film of in Arizona. A.G. Bernovich, What the heck, boy? I mean, we called you the sleeping bear. We know it's winter time, but you need to wake up, hon. Like, hello, the world is watching your ass. Like, there's no way you can expect to get elected in any other office if you cannot even take care of election integrity whilst everyone is looking at you. Um, now, if this is part of some grander scheme and we see that Mark Bernovich is actually uh, waiting according to some type of unseen timetable, fine. I can live with that. But otherwise, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think I will be able to stomach one Mark Bernovich much longer. Let's take a look at this article real quick as a quick reminder. We already kind of talked about, you know, this whole George Soros thing. Okay, George Soros, he, this man is just everywhere. Like, what the hell, this man? Uh, This is actually an article written by John Solomon back in 2019. George Soros, secret 2016 access to state exposes big money hypocrisy of democrats okay um and let me go ahead and expand that here so you can see it even cl- clearer than crystal editors note oh we can even listen to it guys do you want to listen to it oh no wait that's for uh never mind <laughs> that's for a commercial editors uh, john solomon's column regarding ukraine became subject okay uh we'll go ahead and skip that okay it goes here, uh, liberal mega donor George Soros made some big bets during the last US presidential election. One was the Hillary Clinton, one was that Hillary Clinton would win at the presidency, another was that he would reshape Ukraine's government to his liking, and that his business empire might find fertile ground in that former Soviet state. So when Donald Trump's improbable march to the White House picked up steam in the spring of 2016, Team Soros marched to the top of the State Department to protect some of those investments, according to newly released department memos providing a rare glimpse into the Democrat donors' extraordinary access to the Obama administration, then Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland received repeated calls, emails, and meeting requests from Soros, according to the memos obtained under the Freedom of Information Act by Conservative Group Citizens United. On May 25th, 2016, for example, Chris Canavan of the Soros Fund Management firm provided Noland a written briefing under the heading Russia Sovereign Bond Issue. At the time, Russian President Vladimir Putin's regime posed a threat to Soros' vision of Ukraine. Uh, Toria... Here is my take on Russia's foray into the bond markets this week based on the market chatter I've been able to pick up, Canavan wrote in an email, released with heavy redactions hiding most of his advice to Nolan. Uh, Canavan worked on the for-profit side of the Soros empire and his cozy nickname relationship with the top state u- official responsible for Russia and Ukraine policy speaks volumes about the access Soros was afforded. Six days later, the non-profit side of the Soros empire rang the same doorbell. Soros and his top foundation official in Ukraine scored basically arranged call with Nolan to discuss European migration policy. Uh, many thanks for the uh, sorting today's call on such short notice. Much appreciated, a source official wrote Nolan's aide. During the call, Mr. Source promised A.S. Nolan uh, he would send her his draft article on migration policy for the New York Review of Books. Few people in the world could command the attention of one of America's busiest, most influential diplomats for a pre publication read of a column. Source apparently was one of those few. A little over a week later, Soros' team reached out to Noland again, this time uh, seeking to discuss EU, EU visa liberation uh, liberalization for Ukraine and Georgia after meeting the, in Brussels with a top European official. According to the emails uh, to state, Soros' team wanted the US to intervene to get the EU to ease visa rules to help you, uh, Ukraine. As that country pursued reforms advocated by Soros, so there you see where Soros was involved with a uh, Secretary of State. Uh, but let's take a look at um, his Secretary of States, his Secretary of States um, a, a project. Okay, uh, and that one we'll pull up real quick for you. And then we can kind of see what he was looking at then. Because since then, like I said, it has basically uh, shut down. It's not there anymore. Uh, let's see here. So we have um, a page here for the, uh, a page here for the um, secretaries of state and who funds them uh, from over at OpenSecrets.com. So we'll pull this one up real quick. We'll hold that one there so you can see that one because uh, that one actually does have some uh, pretty good information on it. And let's see here. What else do we got? What else do we got for you as ladies and gentlemen, as we uh, take a gander at this connection? Because it's real interesting how this connection goes into um, the, the NASS, the National Association of Secretaries of State. That's really interesting uh, to see about that. We'll just pull a few of these open and I will share them with you as I see fit. Oh, it's just like, what source do I want to share with you guys? That's what I'm kind of like. Yeah. yeah. What source do I want to share with you? Source watch. Okay, let's do that. This one looks good also. Oh, okay. You come over here. And you come over here. Oh, we don't want to use that. Oh, well, source watch. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So let's take a look at this. This is from TechWire inside California's 14 billion government market. Okay. This was uh, October 19th, 2021. Secretary of State's office project project awaits assessment. No, 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 no. This is not what we want. Gear away. Okay. (laughs) Okay, here we go. I was like, that's not what we want. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, Let's see what this says. Right here. Okay, Secretary of State project... A 527 committee begun in 2006 to help uh, reform-minded progressives get elected to the statewide Office of Secretary of State in the United States. Politico.com noted in the November 2008 that Democrats have built an administrative firewall designed to protect their electoral interests in five of the most important battleground states. The bulwark consists of control of Secretary of State offices in five key states, Iowa, Minnesota, Nevada, New Mexico, and Ohio where the difference between victory and defeat in the 2004 presidential election was no more than 120,000 votes in any one of them. With a Democrat now in charge of the office which oversees and administers their state's elections, the party is better positioned than in the previous election to advance traditional Democrat values, such as increasing voter registration and boosting turnout rather than Republican priorities such as stamping out voter fraud. Interesting enough, because that's exactly what they did. They increased voter registration and they boost turnout, even though the way that they did it was fraudulent. <laughs> and even though the way that they did it was cheating, you know, they, uh, all the ways that they boosted voter registration, like, oh, oh, we get a, what, two, 200,000 voter registration drop in like one day. <laughs> that's realistic okay you know oh boosting turnout oh we're going to drop bo- we're going to have 24 hour drop boxes where people can just like dump you know uh, dozens of uh ballots at a time on a network circuit that has since been filmed and dissected by uh uh by organizations like True the Vote you know like really okay <laughs> So these people, I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, so that was your secretary of state project, just a a quick rundown. There was another article here I could share with you that's like, oh, it's an actual article. Uh, There's like actually a whole lot of them. We actually looked at this one last time, military veterans and patriots. uh, And it says here, this was back in 2020. Secretary, oh, let me expand that for you guys. The Secretary of State Project was a non, an American nonprofit progressive 527 political action committee focused on electing reform-minded progressives, secretaries of state in battleground states who typically oversee the election process. Okay, so it says the same thing here. says so the same Politico thing here too. It says the effort began in 2006 when a group called, um, uh, a group of liberal California activists created an independent 527 group. Okay, so it talks about that. Then it talks about uh, two of the most prominent states in contention are Michigan and Pennsylvania. Again, this is dealing with the 2020 election. The Secretary of State in Michigan, Jocelyn Benson, has a track record of progressive activism leaning heavily in the arena of voting. Uh, She was elected in 2018 and the first demon rat in the position since 1984. We're really pushing to get Jocelyn Benson out at Michigan. Like we want her gone, ladies and gentlemen. And so uh, we are really uh, supporting, standing behind the likes of Christina Caramo uh, to be the next uh, Secretary of State over in uh, Pennsylvania. So that's very exciting, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And we are definitely uh, pulling for Christina here at the Mr. C channels, Mr. C TV, the Mr. C chats. Uh, Most definitely, that's what we want to see. We want to see one Christina Caramo in office and uh, we will hopefully, uh, you know, see a little bit of Christina Caramo around the good old um, sea, <laughs> the good old sea, uh, uh, what are these things called? Studios, the C studios. All right. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Now let's look at, um, let's look at those, uh, this is from Open Secrets, who's been, who funded the Secretary of State project. Now, a lot of you guys are probably thinking like, well, you know, how is this important? You know, the Secretary of State Project ain't here no more. Well, you know, I guess you could could argue that if you want to. But who would really want to argue that point, right? Especially when we talk about how the Secretary of State Project basically just became the National Association of Secretaries of State. Now, uh, looking on this here thingamajigger, let me uh, actually let me do something real quick. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, ooh. Ooh la la. Okay, sorry. I got a little bit distracted here. Now, um, okay, so uh, again, money, money, money. Let's see how uh, this stacks up. We're looking at donors. Uh, They have uh, $10,000 from Service Fund Management 2008. Let's see. John Colley, Blair Hall, Paul Rudd, Scott Wallace, uh, Act Blue, Act Blue, seven dollars, fifty-eight dollars. Let's see here, more Scott Wallace conference management group, ten thousand dollars from Scott Wallace, ten thousand dollars from Lee Fikes. This is uh, Linos and Blocker Bonanza Oil, A.J. Dwanskin and Associates. So we're talking about. we're talking about, you know, uh, lawyers here. We're talking about law firms. We're talking about, uh, oil management companies. It seems $25,000 from Robert Bowditch, MB management. Uh, let's see here. $25,000 from Chris Hanladder, entrepreneur, uh, aggregate below threshold. Okay. Well, act blue, they have a bunch of act blue. Let's see. Do we have another secretary of state project? Uh, $4,620 from the Secretary of State Project Ohio. Oh, so they must have chapter members also. How interesting. Good to know, ladies and gentlemen. Would you say uh, Alita Messenger, a philanthropist gave them $25,000 here. Let's see here. Do we have any more Soros money? It's kind of what I'm looking for. Let's see here. George Miller, John Gilbert. No, nope, these are all uh, August 15, 2016. So he gave, what, $10,000? Come on, Soros, you're making yourself look bad here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, but, you know, you never know. Uh, isn't uh, George Soros act blue also? Uh, he's like, I give you $6 uh, because everyone is onto you. Okay, well, there is there is that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this is for the year 2008. <laughs> Let's go <up> to 2012. <laughs> Oh, not a whole lot. Oh, yeah, because they're already getting disbanded. Hello, <laughs> of course, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, McKay Foundation. What Pat Stryker? Okay, so yeah, this is uh this is this is interesting. Li- Lisa Versace, Fix Flex Communications. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where they seem to get you know their monies from. Uh, a lot of these people, ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Pretty interesting, ladies and gentlemen. There are a few that are pretty big, but you can't really see who it is. is. It isn't. It says aggregate below threshold. But they came from San Francisco, according to uh, these things here. Let's take a look at another year. So let's look at 2006. Oh, we were looking at 2006 first, weren't we? Oh, look at Act Blue, 5000 5, Arts Pack, twenty thousand, Secretary of State of Ohio, ten thousand, Act Blue, Act Blue, Act Blues, two thousand. Ah, oh, so they got a lot of money from Act Blue, twenty thousand, seven thousand, fourteen thousand. This is must. This, is, this must have been their big old boost send off, right? Like to get them, you know, really going working assets, long distance. Michael Kishnik, Kishnik, Kishnik. $32,000. Arthur Lipson, Western Investment, more Act Blue, dollars 5,500, 300. Ah, very interesting. So, well, there you have it. Some of their contributors. Act Blue being their most at 81,000. That was in 2006. Institute for Student Achievement, Berger and Montague, Susie Tompkins, Buell Foundation, Arts Pack, Secretary of State Project Ohio, that might be worth a look, since they seem to be, uh, you know, pretty much into that. MB Management, Matlock Capital, Sacramento Street Partners, Soros Fund Management, SOS Project Ohio, Act Blue. These are all the smaller ones down here, but your larger ones, yeah. Very interesting on this. Okay. You could probably spend all night here, but we're not. Okay, so by 2012, these guys were kaputski. Ah, who's that? Sorry, guys. Oh, did I mention that we'll be showing a lot of swamp creatures here tonight? For those of you who uh, hadn't noticed, we got quite a bit of them, ladies and gentlemen. oh uh, let me uh let me uh, pop into chat real quick one two three skg thank you for the cookie rail anon for the 117 gold pills if i hadn't said so already chinkapin 54 been missing you and gifting the can thank you very much for that donation uh, uh ladies and gentlemen i appreciate it curious cat is in the house hobbs just sued for discrimination goes around comes around Aha! well i didn't have that article ready for tonight but that sounds like a bunch of fun curious cat and uh, let me see here, uh, Tam Growls in the house, good afternoon, where have I been? Check your schedule, ma'am, and just kidding, we did a pop-up later on here tonight, we start at 9 o'clock tonight, ladies and gentlemen, just because. Sherry Pittsburgh, good evening, how are you doing tonight? So it's good to have you guys with us here nonetheless and uh let's see here lafoyette i do not know chinkapin54 but we'll look at lafoyette tonight we'll do at least a little bit of a look at him it seems to me that we won't be done with this entire secretaries of snakes uh series you know but uh let's we'll, we'll, let's look at what we got to see tonight it's it's going to be interesting guys you're going to be pretty in- i think you'll be interested to know who these people are working with i was like ah, very interesting very very interesting Uh, let's see here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I think we're good. Okay, awesomeness. All right, guys. So uh, this, ladies and gentlemen, is the Secretary of Snakes for uh, New Mexico. Okay. Now, New Mexico, again, was mentioned in that President Trump statement that we read uh, not too long ago. And so, uh, well, we want to figure out what's going on with New Mexico. Now, as it turns out, uh, when we're talking about the Secretaries of State, Steak. <laughs> Am I hungry? The secretaries of Snakes Project uh, that was being uh, fund and uh, funded and uh, rounded up by the likes of George Soros and his henchmen. This is where we had Jocelyn Benson come from. This is where we had uh, Katie Hobbs come from. This is where we had Barbara Savinsky come from. You know, this is where we had Bradford Rappensberger and all of them come from. Well, this woman here, Maggie Toulouse Oliver also comes from the same cesspool that these other snakes arise from. And so, well, I was like, you know, we don't hear much about Nevada. So, I mean, New Mexico. So let's take a little look into these people. uh, And that would include one um, Maggie Toulouse Oliver, Here's another one we'll look at tonight. This is Kathy Brookvar, okay? And Kathy Brookvar was the uh, Secretary of State in Pennsylvania during the 2020 election. And this, she resigned, you know, and it seems like a lot of these people tend to resign, uh, particularly if they're standing in, you know, and it seems that they have people, I don't know, I guess every state plays it differently. It seems that... Um, Pennsylvania has people stand in when they want to commit fraud and they want to uh, rig an election and uh, places like Texas have them stand in during the uh, peaceful time and then uh, they make them resign when uh, they need a forensic audit and they put little Jose Esparza in charge of it. And then they try and cover it up with a pro-Trump former, or well, I mean, the guy that they have covering it up, the current SOS, uh, was it uh, Tim, John Scott? Like he's, uh, or Scott, whatever, uh, Secretary of State Scott, okay? All right. But he's uh, he's, pro- he's probably a, one of those silent leaf flip-floppers <laughs> that you would never suspect was a flipping and a flopping. But uh, it's a flip-a-floppin. So uh, bamboozling Texans, usually. Okay, so we'll talk about Brookvar. Brookvar, ladies and gentlemen, um, was responsible for a lot, uh, for certifying an election that shouldn't have been certified, first of all, uh, but also for changing election law and also attempting to um, overwrite uh, standard operating procedures according to Pennsylvania state law uh, with memos, which is also against the law. You have to go through the legislator and uh, she was called out on this, she resigned. And then uh, after her, you got this one, Veronica Reed, and uh, <laughs> this Reed individual is just an acting secretary of state over there in Pennsylvania. But uh, she is also doing her damage serving at that time. She hasn't even been confirmed, you know, uh, but already she's charging counties who uh, are going along with um, election integrity and allowing third parties to do audits of the machines. She's charging them. She's uh, decertifying the machines and she's making the counties pay the bill for brand new election uh, equipment from uh, Dominion. That's what this woman's doing. She's saying, don't you dare comply. Don't let them audit those machines. If you do, you will pay millions of dollars out of your own pocket in order to secure new uh, v- uh, new machines that uh, make fraud easier and uh, make their jobs easier to just uh, slip in and out of office as needed. Okay, guys, so I'll tell you what, uh, we need some good guys, right? We need some good guys. So before we talk about those mongrels, let's look at the good guys. Let us look at these good guys. Okay. Welcome to Conservatives for Election Integrity Pack. That is what this website is. Let me get you an actual uh, cfeipac.com is what this is. And it says here, uh, we are a constitutional conservative, uh, oh wait, we are a coalition of constitutional conservative secretary of state candidates. Our mission, build a new America first campaign model from which America first candidates for SOS throughout the country can benefit Establish meaningful conservative America first election reforms for not only the candidates, but also the current secretaries of state throughout the country. Promote and establish messaging that secretary of state elections all across the country are a priority and are currently our most important elections because they are predominantly responsible for the election process in each state. So... Uh, very commonsensical, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what this Conservative for Election Integrity pack is all about. And um, let's see here. It was uh, started in May 21st, 2021. So uh, we'll take a look at this real quick so you can see. Uh, I kind of feel like I have a commercial coming up soon. Let me check it out. Real, You have like a commercial coming up. What are you talking about? Okay. I think I got like, yeah, I think we got like 10 minutes, maybe nine minutes before. I don't know. Uh, We have commercials running on our Twitch right now. Uh, I think like once an hour. So um, at the top of the hour, we might do one of those things. Well, we're going to do a hard break for commercial in about nine minutes. And uh, it's like 30 seconds long. So we'll just, you know, we'll we'll look at chat during that time. So this way, if you're joining us live over at Twitch, you won't miss any content. And uh, ooh, what a dimension that will add to the show. Okay, so let's look at this introduction real quick while we still have some time. Uh, I will just stop immediately uh, once com- if a commercial runs. Okay, so anyways, it says... Uh, on May 1, 2021, a truly eventful, even historic meeting was held in Las Vegas, Nevada. A private strategy, strategy session was arranged by former state uh, representative Jim Marchant, who in February announced that he would be the Republican American first candidate for the Office of Secretary of State uh, Nevada in the 2022 elections. I apologize. Uh, This planning session brought together four other potential SOS America first candidates, U.S. Congressman Jody Heiss, who has recently been endorsed by President Trump, to be the Republican SOS candidate in Georgia, Mark Fincham, an Arizona state representative who is running for Secretary of State in Arizona, Christina Caramo, a candidate for Michigan of Secretary of State, also endorsed by President Trump, and Rachel Hamm, a candidate for Secretary of State for California also tending were some of the biggest and best political and policy minds in the country. So uh, that's what they, that was basically, that's basically the group of individuals that they're starting off with. Now this is a coalition. So they have to, uh, you know, get more members, get more people who want to be involved and run for that position. Um, some of their goals and some of these goals have already seen fruition, I might add, by the way, Uh, But some of these goals include voter ID, paper ballots, eliminate mail-in ballots, keep traditional absentee ballots, um, single-day voting, unfettered poll watch, reforms, and aggressive voter roll cleanup. So here you see uh, the uh, paper ballots kind of thing. That's an initiative that's uh, being fought for in plenty of states. Eliminate mail-in ballots is initiatives that are being fought for uh, most definitely. Uh, Let's see here. Voter integrity and counter uh, and reserve electoral fraud. Those are their goals and objectives. They want to achieve that. Voter integrity and counter and reserve electoral fraud. So um, let's take a look again now at their candidates. Jim Marchant, candidate for Nevada of Secretary of State. So this is the guy who is behind all the magic. All right. Uh, he is, uh, I guess uh, you could say like chair or he is uh, leader over uh, in this regard, as far as the coalition is concerned. Okay. We have Mark Fincham. He is uh, for Arizona. Mar- Marchant was for Nevada. Uh, Marchant, of course, has been in Arizona, one of the most vocal proponents of election integrity and also of Um, ensuring that the 2020 presidential election was done correctly in his home state. He's also behind the ballot integrity initiative, which was passed in Arizona. So they will have the, uh, banner with the countermeasures on their, uh, ballots. I think starting in 2022, Christina Caramo running for, uh, Michigan secretary of state in Michigan. Okay. We actually had a chance to speak with Christina Caramo in Nevada, so uh, maybe we'll we'll play that video sometime. Uh, but yeah, so uh, she's running against Jocelyn Benson. All right. She has been endorsed by President Trump. And then, of course, we have Rachel Ham, who is running for secretary of state of California. She'll need a lot of uh, exposure. This one will, uh, I think, to be successful in California. Um, at least against things like voter fraud, right? Rachel Ham. So we'll eventually go through each of these candidates, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as we move along uh, with um, what we're doing here at the C Report and Mr. CTV and the C Report live digs. okay. oh, there's this guy that is Lafoyle. you know guys remember Lafoyle we're talking about he's the SOS of Wisconsin, okay. We don't know much about him, but we'll look into him as we go along. And uh, let's see here. This was Jenna Griswold. So this was actually an article from CNN. It's absolutely getting worse. Secretaries of state targeted by Trump election lies live in fear for their safety and are desperate for protection. So here we have the an article from CNN politics that talks about how these current secretaries of state are living their their lives in fear because of what President Trump has done. This is dated October 27, 2021. This article published on the same day that we did our uh, C-Report live digs on Secretaries of State Part 1. Okay, so they feel in danger. Endangered, Will Robinson. Do you guys want to see what these fools have to say? Hold on, it's going to play a, uh, it's going to play a, we can do this. Remove. Okay, it's gonna play a commercial. I just know it is. And uh, but that's okay because we're gonna bring you guys really good sound, yeah. and that's why we're doing this right now. Uh, we're gonna hear what these crybabies have to say, and then I also want to show you guys how. Um, I also want to show you guys how uh, the media is painting. Like the media is attacking these people now. They are attacking the coalition. Okay. They're attacking I am a the hunter. Co- Hey. Okay. Oh. According to this video, we're gonna play this three-minute video about them uh crying. It starts with Katie Hobbs, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Let me make sure I got this going right, guys. And we'll share this first video with you all. And then we will jump into Maggie Toulouse Oliver of New Mexico. So if we have any New Mexicans, uh, <laughs> if we have any New Mexicans in the house, that should be interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's get her on the screen. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I am a hunter, and
2: I
3: think you should be hunted.
1: That message for Arizona's Democratic Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, just one of several threatening, vitriolic voicemails shared exclusively with CNN.
2: I would like to say, Katie Hobbs, pain is coming. There's no place to hide. Your elections were a fraud.
1: Nearly a year after the 2020 presidential contest, election officials accustomed to the bureaucratic and largely uncontroversial task of administering elections are still grappling with hateful messages, and in some cases, even death threats.
3: These are things like, I see, I'm watching you sleep, I know where you live, posting my address, telling me repeatedly how they're going to kill me. Um, So yes, this is not uh, policy disagreements.
1: Most of the threats aimed at Democrat Jenna Griswold, the Colorado Secretary of State, were posted online to her personal and public social media accounts or sent via email. And when it comes to female officials, the attacks are particularly vile. I'm really jonesing to see your purple face after you've been hanged, one email says. Another message says, the dog is going to be wondering where you went and your husband will have to tell it that you were hung for treason.
3: I think it is partially gendered, Uh, predominantly uh, Democratic women secretaries of state are getting the brunt of it,
1: but it's not exclusively to Democrats or women.
2: Well, good morning everyone.
1: In Georgia, Republican Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger faced threats as well after standing up to former President Trump's baseless claims of fraud. But among the most disturbing were those directed at members of his family,
2: sending your wife that you met in high school, sending your wife sexualized text and, and all that other kind of insulting garbage. And then breaking into your uh, daughter-in-law's, you know, townhouse and leaving the lights on and you know that they were there and then driving by our house. Um, And so those kind of things are, you know, stuff that you notice. Uh, You do look over your shoulder and that was all just ginned up all by lies and all by people that were stirring the pot.
1: Across the U.S. and across political parties, election officials continue to be falsely accused of mishandling and rigging the 2020 election. There are fears the threats will increase into next year.
2: Well, I guess if you count all the fraudulent votes.
1: As some Republicans spin up doubts about the midterms and spout conspiracies as a central plank of their campaigns.
2: Local election officials are going to leave. And then that opens the door to adding more political actors, less professional, more political Uh, actors into the election space which again uh, is incredibly dangerous.
1: A report in 2021 from the Brennan Center for Justice found that roughly one in six election workers surveyed received threats of violence while almost one in three said they feel unsafe because of their job. Earlier this year the Justice Department and the FBI formed a task force to address the rise in threats against election officials. But Griswold tells CNN she has yet to see action. Um,
3: The FBI says they are not monitoring the threats. I don't believe at this point the DOJ has prosecuted any of the threats. So the response has um, not been sufficient.
0: Oh, my God. Wah, wah,
3: wah, 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 wah. (laughs)
0: Like, really, uh, apparently we never went to commercial, so we're good. Uh, But, okay, so do y'all guys, first of all, think that people are really, like, I know that some, uh, there are some patriots out there that really are just, uh, they're a little, just a little too enthusiastic, but I just don't see patriots being like, I can't wait till your skin is blue. (laughs) I can't wait to see your skin purple because of every, all the treason you committed. I mean, I don't know. I, I that sounds something like more like a leftist would say than like a patriot. So I don't know if I can give. This is from CNN, so you have to take it with a grain of salt, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever we're talking about something that comes out on CNN, so that's how they're 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 saying. Oh, feel bad for me. Of course, you hear Jenna Griswold at the end there saying, "Oh, this is not sufficient. You know, like they need to protect us better because we're here putting our butts on the line, committing treason." So that your version of America can be safe and good, you know, (laughs) like screw the real version of America, you know. Okay, so uh, there is a clip here I wanted to play to show you how they're really attacking Jim Marchant and his uh, team of uh, secretaries of state, his coalition. Okay, let's see here. Secretary of State Coalition. There is a video where CNN actually attacks them. Um, Secretary of Coalition, Secretary of State Coalition. Let's see if we can find it so we can play it for you guys. Uh, I'd seen it here the other day, might be in my history. Uh, Let me see. Maybe if I put Jim Marchant. Or maybe if I put Christina Caramo. No, no, wait, what's this? Nope, 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 nope. Why? No, no, we'll find it. We'll find it. I might have prepped before I started, but that's the point of live digs. So let us look here. I'm going to pull this up real quick. Maybe I put it in here. hot oh 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 look here we go i knew i had it um trump backs okay we want to see that one okay uh ooh. oh this is good let's look at this one so my son got me this weird new tool for i don't care what your son got you (laughs) sorry about that guys we're gonna look at this one real quick Okay, now this is CNN attacking the uh, Secretary of State coalition being put together by Jim Marchant. Now, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that the video footage that they actually share of the coalition comes from the uh, Patriot Double Down event that took place in Las Vegas in October And that was the uh, Patriot Double Down um, uh, brought to you by Patriot Voice. Okay, so the footage they use in this uh, episode is from that. So uh, take a gander, ladies and gentlemen, uh, at this clip of their attack.
3: One year ago today, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger certified his state's 2020 election results. Despite mounting pressure from President Trump to steal the election, it's hard to say what would have happened if officials caved to Trump's demands. But the unfortunate reality is we could soon find out. On ballots across the country, next year, big live promoters are running to take control of their state election systems. And I take a closer look at some of them tonight and tonight's For the Record. First up, Kerry Lake. A former Phoenix television anchor. I'm Carrie Lake with a look at the top stories turned rising star of the right.
2: Former President Trump breaking his silence on the race for governor in Arizona, throwing his support behind Carrie Lake.
3: And big lie, fangirl. You could say Biden won the presidency kind of like OJ's innocence. (laughs) Also, just so you know, not a huge fan of CNN.
4: None of this makes sense to me.
3: And then we have Kristen Caramo, Donald Trump won Michigan, who Trump is backing to be Michigan's next Secretary of State. Yes, yeah, so I have President Trump's endorsement, which is massive. As she repeatedly amplifies his lies about election fraud. It is not right that hundreds of thousands of votes are allowed to be considered as lawful votes, and we know they're illegal. And when she's not yelling from the big lie bullhorn, she's questioning science. Guess what? I'm crazy. Gender and sexuality, there is no such thing as a person with two mommies and two daddies. that is just factually incorrect and condemning premarital sex. When We normalize people fornicating and we normalize people living together with their boyfriends and girlfriends, and all this stuff. We opened a door for us to get to the point where we have people want to normalize pedophilia. Neither Karamo or her campaign have responded to our request for an interview or for a comment about the views she's expressed. Meantime, four-term state representative Mark Fincham wants to be Arizona's chief elections officer.
4: By removing the
0: fraud, Donald Trump won.
3: The Arizona Republic reports Fincham was there on January 6th for the Stop the Steal rally. There are also allegations he was part of the mob that stormed the Capitol. Fincham denies it. Then there's Nevada's Jim Marchant.
2: I need your help to take back the House and support President Trump's agenda to keep America great.
3: Who lost a court battle to overturn his five-point congressional loss to the Democratic incumbent in 2020. Now he's running for Nevada's Secretary of State to, and this is a quote from his campaign website, overhaul the fraudulent election system in Nevada. And finally, we come to Rachel Hamm, who's running for Secretary of State in California.
0: California, it's time for something different.
2: They're afraid of the Rachel Hams the world.
3: I have built my life and career on telling hard truths. That's why I'm running for Secretary of State. She's already got the backing of plenty of Trumptown residents, including Steve Bannon, Roger Stone, Michael Flynn, and of course, the My Pillow guy we know there was fraud this election was stolen Donald Trump is our president Rachel Ham, author self-proclaimed influencer mother of four and outspoken truth teller on satanic cults he twisted off the neck of the bird and let let the blood spill out onto my property to claim my property and to exert the power of satan over my home You know, property prices are crazy when even Satan is having a tough time getting a foot on the property ladder. When we do speak out, especially about satanic things, there's always people who come and will try to disrupt. Always. That's a sign of satanic activity. I promise you that. I've got some experience with it. And sure, it's easy to laugh this off as someone with an overly active imagination. But Ham is teaming up with other conspiracy theory spreading republicans and running for positions in office that directly influence the outcome of elections. It's
2: gonna be dominoes. It's gonna be a series of things that happen. And um, I don't think it's gonna be one in a day. It's a, it's a process and that, that's hard. I get it because I love justice, but I think that the Arizona stuff is gonna really be
3: the first domino. Apparently for these Trump supporting Republicans running for office, the only way an election is fair and free is if their candidate wins. CNN has reached out to everyone uh, I just featured for.
0: Sure you did, CNN. CNN definitely just reached out to all of those candidates. Or did you, CNN? I don't think so. Because you're basic, CNN. (laughs) You're basic. She's like, we reached out to every one of those candidates just like, shut up, (laughs) just like, just like, uh, you know, uh, Doug Logan was invited to the uh, Democrat-run House uh, of Oversight uh, Committee, <laughs> Oversight and Committee hearing on the sham-demic, uh, sham impeachment, uh, <laughs> sham sham-demic, and now sham fraudulent uh, forensic audit, sham audit. <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, sure you did, basic CNN. Okay, sure you did. So there you go. That's pretty interesting, isn't it, guys? The way that they are attacking these people, um, I would definitely say they are afraid of Christina Caramo. They are shaking in the boots over Christina Caramo because uh, she is Black, she is a woman, and she is going for the Secretary of State. She is telling you that she is never known any more than two genders. There's no doubt about it in her mind. Uh, and then that uh, Rachel Ham guys, that would be one to talk to. <laughs> now, if you can imagine that, uh, if you have someone who is, uh, how you say, uh, talking about the satanic agenda, that is uh, uh, infestating and, and, uh, what do you call it, hijacking Uh, elected office and, uh, you know, uh, school board office and all of these city positions. (laughs) Can you imagine the things that she would talk about as a secretary of state? That would be interesting to have someone who is uh, savvy to that conversation. That would be one to talk to. That would definitely be one to talk to. So uh, CJM61 over in the chat says, uh, they are panicking big time. I would say so, ladies and gentlemen. You guys need to see how they went after Christina Caramo. They even pronounced her name here wrong, Kristen Caramo, they said. But it is Christina Caramo, not Kristen. And uh, they actually go really hard on her. In another video, we will share with you guys uh, that one at a later date um, as we get more things organized over here at the Sea Report. But uh, uh, it was really nice uh, getting to talk with Christina Caramo um, when I was over there in Nevada. And uh, hopefully, you know, she'll come on the show um, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll get to have a conversation with her about that CNN hit piece. They did a 10 minute hit piece on her, guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they did, well, it was like a nine minute hit piece, but like it's almost 10 minutes, okay, where they just lay into her uh, because they are shaking in their boots. And uh, uh, Rachel Ham, I would like to speak with Rachel Ham. That would be an interesting conversation for show, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about... Uh, let's see, it's 1016. We'll be here for a little while longer, guys. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about Maggie Toulouse, uh, Maggie Toulouse, this one right here. <laughs> Maggie Toulouse Oliver. Right now, this is the uh, current Secretary of State for N- New Mexico, right? I always want to say Nevada, but it's not, it's New Mexico, okay. Maggie Toulouse. Oliver, spawn of the Soros Secretary of Snakes Project, ladies and gentlemen, Maggie Toulouse Oliver, New Mexico again mentioned, and we're talking about uh, President Trump speaking about states where there was election fraud in 2020, real quick, uh, when we do a search of Maggie Toulouse Oliver over at the Duck Duck Ago. Oh, please don't go to that page. Ah, dang it. What do you do? Is it this one? This one? This one. Ah, okay, cool. Figured it out. Um, okay, so uh, we're just going to. Would you quit it? Thank you. Would you quit it? seriously sorry guys for those of you on the podcast my computer's being stupid um what are you doing website what are we doing here (laughs) my apologies okay uh we're not going to look at that we're going to look at this the news okay All right, so automatic recounts scheduled for closed races. So we've had some races going on in uh, New Mexico. They, uh, they had an election as well, it appears. Sorry, I'm just messing with, okay, the visibility. Uh, New Mexico State... Canvassing board certifies 2021 regular local election 17 days ago. So New Mexico State Canvassing Board met Tuesday. They unanimously certified the results of the 2001 elections. Keep in mind that the Secretary of State Maggie Toulouse Oliver sits on the canvassing board with the governor. These are both Democrat progressives, ladies and gentlemen. That are you know there's a little something to be said about a Secretary of State that sits on a board. That is meant to check the work of the Secretary of State. It's kind of like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, you know, she's uh, auditing her own work. That just, it you know, no, guys. No, <laughs> we can't have that. Uh, let's see. Automatic recounts in some New Mexico election contest to proceed November 30th. Okay, so they had... Counting still going on 30 days almost after the election. It sounds like based on that article. Um, Santa Fe City Manager to step down in January, mayor names replacement. Uh New Mexico Supreme Court sides with GOP and fight with clerks over COVID-19 mail in voting. That looks interesting. <laughs> um, let's see here. 350 days ago, Trump campaign files lawsuit over New Mexico ballot drop boxes. So that was an issue again, if you remember that President Trump was suing New Mexico. That's why he mentioned them in that statement I shared with you guys at the head of the show. New Mexico Supreme Court rejects rubber stamp votes. Okay, that's something else. Democracy at stake in New Mexico race for secretary of state 12 days ago. Oh, well, I pulled up these articles. So we're going to look at some of these. As we peer into the live of Mary Toulouse, (laughs) and yes, I did say Toulouse, Oliver, USA Attorney's Office Involved in Voter Fraud Probe, Trump campaign persists with election challenges less than two weeks from January 6th This was 338 days ago, so this was in the heat of the battle. We'll take a look at that as well. Counting ballots is nothing new, says Secretary of State of New Mexico, Maggie Toulouse, Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the fox watching the hen house says chinkapin 54. Indeed, my friend, that is exactly what we see happening here in New Mexico. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Isn't it funny how when we just take a little bit of a look, just take a look, it's in a book. Now let's see here. Automatic recount schedules for close race. Let's get a taste of what is going on in New Mexico. That we should uh, that we're not we're not catching this stuff, right? Because it's all, you know, hush, hush, silent stuff. You know, it's not anything that we hear about on the uh, main circuits, right, of the independent news. This is from the Albuquerque Journal. Automatic recount scheduled for close races published November 28th, 2021. So, well, yeah, two days ago. Keep in mind that election day was November 3rd, all right? And they're still having automatic recounts for these close races in Albuquerque. I mean, in uh, New Mexico. Automatic recounts in several local election contests and one ballot question in New Mexico are headed for automatic recounts Tuesday. The state canvassing board met in the Santa Fe on Tuesday to certify the results of the November uh, 2nd elections, uh, local elections, and ordered automatic recounts for contests in which unofficial results were tied or close enough to trigger a recount under election rules. The board consists of Governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham, Secretary of State Maggie Toulouse Oliver, and Chief Justice Michael Vigil of the New Mexico Supreme Court. So here you have the uh, executive, legislative, and the judicial, the heads of those areas, right? All working together on this canvassing board in New Mexico, okay? They are on the canvassing board, the executive of the state, the chief executive of the uh, judicial, okay? And then also the secretary of snakes for all intents and purposes might as well uh, be the legislative head since, you know, they rule over the elections, <laughs> which goes through the legislature, right? According to state law. Um, and they're serving on the board of canvassers. These are all progressives, okay? And you'll wonder why. And, you know, I bet you the way they do it in New Mexico, I bet you is they just do that. They just say, we did a recount audit. You know, we did an audit. We did a recount. And the numbers are the same. The numbers that we run are the same as the fake numbers that we have in our computers. Okay. They do a uh, 2% uh, minimum risk audit, right? And uh, everything looks good. But, you know, they have uh, recount triggers in this audit here. Um, So that's something that Texas has, too. Now Texas has recount trigger audits, like they're automatically triggered if, as the article says, there is something so questionable that it triggers an audit recount. Uh, and then in that case, they have to go and actually review the physical ballots. So that's the way it is in Texas. Is that is it that way in New Mexico? Let's see, let's look at the rest of this article. It says, uh, under statute, automatic recounts are required when the margin between the two candidates is sufficiently small. <laughs> The required margin to avoid an automatic recount varies depending on the contest from one-fourth or one-half percent to one percent of votes cast. So that is what has triggered this audit. Unofficial results from the local elections included tie votes between candidate for a village council seat in-house, a position for the Dulce Independent School District Board, and a public school tax question affecting the Moriority Edgewood School District. Two municipal judges' positions in the state came close enough to require a recount, and Anthony Judge Rafael Ramos, a, 28, uh, a 2018 appointee to the bench, trailed Sarah Holgan by four votes. A three-way election in Belen to succeed Judge Kathy Sevilla left Keith Norwood with a single vote more than Yvette Padilla. In a race for two positions on the House Village Council, Matthew cramblet received 24 votes in official results and together other candidates anita allen and stephen faust each received 17 votes a few other contestants had margins between candidates of one or two votes such as school board seats for the Astic municipal school district bloomfield school district and clayton municipal schools in the event that the recounts uphold the tie vote new mexico calls for the contests to be decided by the lot Or by lot. Okay. Decided by lot. So that's a little bit of the drama that's going on in New Mexico at this point in time. Let's see if we can dig into how that has to deal with uh, Maggie Toulouse, Oliver, since it is her job. Let's see this. This is from November 24th. New Mexico State Canvassing Board unanimously certifies 2021 regular local elections. There's a picture of the woman, Maggie Toulouse Oliver. It says here, State New Santa Fe, New Mexico State Canvassing Board met Tuesday in Santa Fe and unanimously certified the official results for the 2021 regular election. It took them all but 22 days later to certify this election. <laughs> they could not certify it on election day. God, yeah, this is like New Jersey where they take like three weeks to figure out exactly. And by then no one cares anymore because they've already uh, called the election. They called the election, right? And then they certified it two weeks later when they finalized the fraud to back up their election fraudulent claim. Yes, yeah, yeah, we seize you states. We seize you corrupt states. Okay, we seize you. All right, we seize you, ladies and gentlemen. We seize them, don't we? <laughs> we see them. Okay, New Jersey, we see how you're doing it. New Mexico, we see how you are doing it. Okay, now you you wanna you wanna uh, you wanna grade your own work here, Maggie Toulouse Oliver. Okay, you wanna grade your own work. You wanna have your uh, governor right there alongside with you. I mean, what a perfect trio of villains, ladies and gentlemen. The perfect trio, the governor of New Mexico, Michelle Lujan Grisham, the state secretary of state, Maggie Toulouse Oliver, and chief justice of the New Mexico Supreme Court, Michael E. Vigil, the perfect triage, the perfect triage of evilness and treasonary actions. Like, do you guys get it? Do you get how do you get how New Mexico is running uh, their crooked bamboozling scheme on the people of New Mexico? Do you see it? Can you see it? We have these progressive liberal lefties. Okay, I don't doubt that they're communist sympathizers, some of these people. All right. You know, funded by Soros. This one for sure. I, I bet you money. That uh, that Chief Justice there probably has some ties to some of these organizations that we're talking about. And we haven't even talked about Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, okay? Do any of you guys <laughs> know a thing or two? Do we got any New Mexico in the house today, okay? So we' we are exposing these people. It is now up to the pe- it is now up to the people of New Mexico to make a stink about this, okay? So' uh, we'll, we'll clip this uh, we'll clip this stuff out for you guys so you can like pass along the video. you know check us out at the uh, podcast anchor.fm/ the c report. Uh, so you can hear this broadcast anytime you want. Of course, if you are listening on the podcast side, make sure you check us out live. Go over to the um, or uh, get an account over at the foxhole.app or uh, follow, subscribe to us over at twitch.tv. And uh, you know, you guys, you will get what you want out of this. I hope, I promise. Okay, so let's finish talking about this <laughs> ridiculous article before we move on, guys. Okay, we got uh, we'll try and wrap it in about 30 more minutes or so. Um, The board voted unanimously to certify the results of the 2021 regular local election. The consolidation of local elections in a statewide regular local election continues to show its success as voter turnout continues to surge and more and more municipalities participate. Secretary of State Toulouse Oliver said, of course, you know, uh, putting drop boxes that operate 24 hours a day. Uh, seven days a week, I'm sure that is a great way to raise your voter turnout, right? Uh, and in some instances, to uh, have your turnout uh, 100, more than 100% in your precincts, which makes no far again sense, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you see, <laughs> these secretaries of state... Oh, they are far beyond treason, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's no laughing matter. And yet still I find myself laughing. Um, okay, let, that was from the Daily Post. Let's see what else we got here. Okay, we already did this automatic recounts one. So we're not going to do it again. Let's take a look. Santa Fe City Manager steps down. I'll, we'll go and skip over that one. And New Mexico Supreme Court sides with GOP in fight with clerks over COVID-19 and voting. Now, that's interesting, considering that their chief justice to the Supreme Court of New Mexico sits on the board of canvassers. Let's see what this uh, article has to say. When did it come from? From whence did you come, article? Uh, April 15, 2020. So we're looking at over a year ago. All right. And uh, the New Mexico Supreme Court took the, to, took the state's GOP side Monday. After a dis- In a dispute with New Mexico election officials over how broadly to expand mail-in voting for the state's upcoming elections due to the pandemic, the court issued its order after a two-hour-plus hearing conducted over Zoom. The Las Cruces Sun News reported 27 local clerks with the backing of the New Mexico, Se- New Mexico Secretary of State Maggie Toulouse-Oliver, Democrat, had sought the court's permission to essentially transform New Mexico's June 2nd election into an entirely mail-in election, though in-person voting would be available to those who needed it. Their lawyers told the court on Monday, according to Las Cruces Sun News, that the overhaul could not be done legislatively because calling a special session would require under law that legislators physically gather, They said they were merely asking the court to interpret existing election code rather than change the law, which already allows for special election to be conducted. Okay, so you see how these people try and do this, right? Like they're trying to go around state law to change the law on elections. Like that's what these people have been. That's been one of their main schemes this entire time. You know, and uh, so we see that's what they're doing here. They had a whole bunch of clerks, right, rally together. They had the secretary of state rally together to get the Supreme Court to say, hey, let's change election law without the people's say. Let's not give our let's not honor our state law where legislators have to be the ones who, uh, you know, vote on any changes, amendments, uh, you know, or you know, whatever, addendums uh, to state law as far as voting goes. Uh, Let's try and subvert that. Let's try and go around it. And that's what they're trying to do. And of course, uh, they use the emergency scare of, uh, you know, certain, uh, you know, genuinely manufactured pandemics to uh, back up what it is, the fraud that they're trying to commit. (laughs) Their request was initially filed unopened, but the New Mexico Republican Party, with the support of a voter fraud alarmist group, filed a lawsuit to block the request. The GOP claims that mail-in voting systems the Democrat officials were seeking to implement, in which every registered voter receives a ballot in the mail, was susceptible to fraud. The Republicans instead backed a system in line with New Mexico's current absentee voting practices where voters must apply for mail-in ballots before the ballots are sent to them which is common common practice but again of course we do have states in this union such as what like Colorado that that already they just mail out ballots to every person on the voter rosters like you know so that was going on in 2020 so interesting enough we have now you know the, the supreme court chief justice might not have been sitting on the state board of trustee, uh board of uh, election canvassers there in New Mexico. But you already see the stink, right? You know, where there's a loaded gun, where where it's if it smells rotten in the state of New Mexico, there's most definitely a reason for it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll this one. Uh, let's see here. This is New Mexico Secretary of State. Counting ballots is nothing new. I don't know. Do we want to watch this? Let's see. 10th, yeah, I think we got time to see this. Let's go and check this out real quick, so you guys can hear Mary uh, Maggie Toulouse Oliver in action. Let's let's hear what kind of a shrill voice this harpy secretary of snakes has on her. Let's find out.
4: public is kept at the edge of their seat by four key states. We want to take a moment to reiterate the fact that counting ballots after Election Day is nothing new. Now, despite the president's recent false claims about, quote, illegal votes, there is no evidence of this. Important to reiterate that. And joining us now is the president of the National Organization of Secretaries of State, who is also New Mexico's secretary of state, Maggie Toulouse-Oliver. Secretary, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. So you heard the president moments ago. How dangerous would you say those kinds of claims of, of illegal votes and election fraud are?
2: Well, they're terribly dangerous because we all know our election officials around the country, be they Democratic, Republican or Independent, are all following the laws in their state. They're, they have so many eyes on the process. Uh, we, You know, we were talking here on the newscast earlier about, you know, We have all of these independent observers, you know, folks coming from the campaigns watching every step of the process. The fact of the matter is there's no proof that that kind of behavior is going on. At the end of the day, our election officials are doing their job. They're doing it well, and they're doing it fairly.
4: And we're seeing some images coming out of states like Arizona and Nevada where protesters are wanting the count to stop, some even showing up armed, apparently. Are you concerned at all for the safety of these ballot counters and election officials?
2: Well, we should all be concerned. And unfortunately, this was an all too predictable potential outcome when you do have the kind of you know, unfortunate rhetoric that we've been hearing around the election. I think what's really important is that law enforcement is working together with secretaries of state in every state to make sure that those election officials, uh, every single poll worker, every single county clerk or local election official has the protection that they need, uh, that law enforcement is going to make sure that they're taken care of. But just imagine the stress that they're all under. There's so much scrutiny already. Uh, Watching them uh, through every step of this process to have that added pressure and concern of, of personal and physical safety is just really unfortunate.
4: I'm sure that many of the secretaries of state had prepared for a lot of different contingencies. Are you hearing from any of them about some unexpected challenges?
2: You know, secretaries of state and chief election officials around the country are always preparing for the unforeseen. Uh, where we are right now in this post-election process was absolutely foreseen and planned for. Um, things are going very smoothly. Uh, there really have not been a whole lot of hiccups or interruptions to the process or anything that's occurred that's made it more difficult. If anything, uh, we're actually seeing some of these processes happen more swiftly than they potentially could have because of the excellent planning and preparation that went into this
4: election. And we've heard from multiple secretaries of state on this show tell us that their biggest concern in this election is misinformation. How big of a battle would you say is still being fought by secretaries of state against misinformation in these battleground states right now?
2: Well, you know, perfect example, Uh, the the Sharpie gate, uh, part two that went around this morning, right? We we heard, uh, we started hearing rumors that if you had used a Sharpie or some other permanent marker to mark your ballot, that uh, it would invalidate the ballot, which was completely untrue because ballots are actually programmed for this exact occurrence so that they can always be read in every circumstance. So this has certainly been the biggest thorn in our side as election officials, especially this election with the pandemic on top of everything else, trying to make sure that voters are safe and have the correct information has been a huge challenge. And it is going to remain a huge challenge as we continue in these days and weeks and into the future.
4: And to end on a somewhat lighter note, currently three out of the four states being watched have female secretaries of state. This year marks 100 years since some women were granted the right to vote. How does that make you feel about progress women in office have made in this country?
2: I'm personally incredibly proud. These are all close friends and colleagues of mine. They're doing incredible work, uh, and they're doing it with amazing patience and clarity and focus. Uh, They're really able to get this incredibly important job done, and they're staying cool under the pressure. And I just want to, to all of those ladies, say thank you so much for what you're doing, and we're all
4: here for you. Secretary Maggie Toulouse-Oliver, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it.
0: What an interesting interview, huh, ladies and gentlemen? Do you catch all of the lies and malarkey coming out of this woman's mouth? Now, uh, you guys might have also noticed the the video footage that was coming out of this article. So uh, this was uh, an election night 2020 actual live interview that we just watched where they're already talking about the challenges that they are going to face as secretaries of state, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And and they're talking about, uh, you know, how Trump is, uh, you know, calling out all this voter fraud and what they're going to do about it. And of course, we heard here on election night where they were already talking about Sharpie Gate. I'm pretty sure some of you guys noticed now that happened in Arizona. Apparently, it must have happened over in New Mexico also, and we now know, thanks to the forensic audit in Arizona, that Sharpiegate was indeed real, okay, because they were not using approved paper stock ballots. Now, the approved, the certified paper stock ballots, or the paper stock for the ballots that they use for elections, were not being utilized uh, by all precincts during this election, okay, in uh, Arizona. Now that's as far as we know about Arizona and Sharpie Gate. So they had they had the wrong paper that was being printed on some of these ballots in order to uh, whatever the intentions were. But they did most uh, they did most definitely invalidate whenever these uh, these uh, ballots went through the voting machine. So that was an outright lie here on election night that they were already getting ahead of the story. And isn't it interesting, uh, don't ask me why, ladies and gentlemen, all of these women look the same. And of course, you had, the, um, you had the anchor there buttering up Maggie Toulouse Oliver, because she's a woman. You see what happened when they put in women into the secretaries of state position? Do you see what happened, ladies and gentlemen? Nothing good. <laughs> Nothing good. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, get past this one. Okay, so let's talk. Oh, this is this is the uh, Maggie Toulouse Oliver uh, website about the Secretary of State. We're not going to look at it, uh, but that's her website. Now she was uh, the anchor here in this one. Actually mentioned. Okay, actually mentioned the National Association of Secretaries of State. So this woman's giving us a tip off. Okay, they are identifying their organization. I would say this is the arc nemesis to uh, Jim Marchant's coalition of secretaries of state, uh, the coalition of secretaries of state of America First Secretaries of State, ladies and gentlemen. They um, are uh, the answer to the National Association of Secretaries of State. They are the answer to the George Soros Secretaries of State project. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So I want to get us over to that. Um, that's from 2016, so we won't worry about it. Okay, so here we go. Let's start off with, ooh, what are we doing here? Okay, we're going to go to, let me get, uh, let me get this uh, other page up real quick. That I think will be far more useful. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave him, let me get rid of some of these, uh, pages here. Uh, we'll leave her there. We'll take this off. Uh, we'll take this off. We'll take this off. We'll take this, off. We'll take this one off. We'll take this off. We'll take this off. We'll take this off. Just just clearing up the browser here, guys. We'll take that one off since we already watched it. Uh, okay. We'll take that one off. What was this one? Yeah. We'll take this one off. Okay. Very good. Very good. Very good. Let me uh, take that off. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, oh, that was another attack one. That was another. Well, maybe we'll get to that one in a little bit. Uh, but what I want to do now is look up. Oh well, what do you know? It's already here for the most part. National Association of Secretaries of State. Let's take another look at this uh, organization, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, we'll uh, we'll wrap up with this. Uh, we'll wrap up with this cliffhanger tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we'll wrap up with this cliffhanger for the second part of the Secretaries of Snakes episode for the Sea Report live digs, guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode and that it has been, uh, it has been uh, fruitful and enlightening, that it has been educational and fun as well. Uh, and I thank you all for joining us again if you were with us live tonight. Uh, but let's look at this. We're going we're gonna to end on a cliffhanger here, guys. We're going to end on a cliffhanger, okay? Okay. Because uh, we've got a lot more digging to do into the secretaries of state that have gone rogue, that are renegades, that are comisi- committing treasonous acts and certifying fraudulent elections. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the Vipers Den. This, lady gentle- ladies and gentlemen, is the organization so nice they had to kill off the first one and go into hiding under the name of another one. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the National Association of Secretaries of State. Okay. All right. Let's take a gander, guys. And uh, yeah, I think you guys are going to enjoy this. Welcome to the NASS, the nation's oldest nonpartisan professional organization for public officials. Founded in 1904, they say. Founded in 1904. The same year as my favorite type of vanilla, 1904 vanilla, ladies and gentlemen. The National Association of Secretaries of State is the oldest nonpartisan professional organization in public affairs. Membership is open to the 50 states, the District of Columbia, and all U.S. territories meet uh, the corporate affiliates that support the organization. Oh, this looks like fun. Okay, we'll look at that in a minute. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I got to say. If these people have been around since 1904, they were most recently infiltrated, infestated. They're most recently hijacked by all of these progressive snakes, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll take a look at the corporate affiliates in just a moment. What we do, uh, this website says, We, uh, the NASS serves as a medium for the exchange of information between states and fosters, cooperation in the development of public policy. The association has key initiatives in the areas of elections and and voting. State business services, state heritage archives view the NASS constitution and bylaws. We'll have to take a look at that. NASS committees cover a range of topics related to the office of secretary of state and lieutenant governor, click here for a list of national offices ooh we'll open that the organization also has two memberships uh, membership sections of state government professionals administrative codes and registrars and the notary public administrators very interesting these would be uh, something to look at too to see what that delves into uh, learn more about the 115 plus year history of the NASS by checking out the pillars of public service information and we'll do that Who's that? Oh, my God. This is the Louisiana State of, uh, Secretary of State, Kyle Ar- Arden. Kyle Arden, the Honorable Kyle Arden, Louisiana Secretary of State, working with the NASS. If you're from Louisiana, if you're down by the bio, you might want to uh, check in on this boy. Actually, this guy was, uh, he was uh, helping uh, ensure that they use Dominion down in Louisiana. This good old boy right here, that's what he's responsible for uh vote voter education and outreach partners okay so that's a little bit about that but he is the president ah 2021 to 2022 so that would mean that uh oh Maggie Toulouse well Maggie Toulouse was the president uh let's see here she was the president let's see here uh oh we we looked at the corporate affiliates so let's bring this here corporate affiliates oh looky here Facebook. Facebook is a corporate affiliate. The NIC, the Front Orange Press, Civics. Uh, let's see here. CT Corporation, Dunn Bradstreet, Bug Crowd. Um, let's see here. Election System and Software, uh, Ingalls, Information Security LLC, MTX Group, TQT, Alabama.gov, Ancestry. Okay, I don't know why. Uh, Capital Services Incorporated, Carvana, Center for Internet Security, Clear Ballot, Cogency Global Incorporated, Comcast, Community Connect Labs, CSC, Cyber Defenses, Democracy Live, DocuSign, Dominion Voting Systems. All right, with the NASS, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's nothing wrong with that. They are a silver-level supporter, according to this thing right here, Dominion, okay. Um, E-R-S-I-S-C, Global Global Mobile, okay, Hacker One, Heart InterCivic. Now, Heart InterCivic is the one they use here in Texas, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, Heart InterCivic is in line with the National Association of Secretaries of State and is also in line with... Dominion voting systems, okay? Interesting how all of this works out, right? Interesting how these are the uh, corporate affiliates, right? Corporate affiliates, the National Association of Secretary of States. This right here already does not vote well for them. Incore Services Incorporated, Iron Mountain Government Solutions, Logically AI, No Inc., Microsoft Corporations, Northwest Registered Agent LLC, Notarize Incorporated, OPEX Corporation, Runbeck Election Services. Now, is it Runbeck Election Services? We've heard this name come out of Georgia. We've heard this name come out of Arizona. Now, Runbeck Election Services are the ones that were printing the ballots and, in some instances, mailing them for the counties and precincts out to the constituents. Runbeck Election Services, whose uh, printing van would suddenly appear in the early morning hours to drop off thousands, if not hundreds of ballots at precincts for sudden midnight drop-offs, run back election services that we saw in Georgia and in Arizona, doing the same thing is a corporate affiliate to the National Association of Secretaries of State. These are all of their, uh, their henchmen. These are all of their ground workers. These are all of their people This is how they organize election fraud. All of these same corporations are working with and underneath or in the same wing as the National Association of Secretary of State. I will not stop pointing my finger, okay? Do you guys see it? Here they are. all for you guys to see all of the corporations that are helping election fraud. They're all here. Okay, we got Smartmatic. Okay, Smartmatic comes right after the Runbeck Election Services Incorporated. Guys, do you see it? Uh, I mean, I don't think we need to dig any deeper, but we are, okay? <laughs> but we are. Snapdocs, Synac Incorporated, Taylor Corporation, Thomas Reuters or Thompson Reuters, uh, Routers, uh, Unison Voting Solutions Incorporated, Vitaloop, Vista Solutions Group, Votas, Votech. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is on their corporate affiliates, okay? Platinum level member is Facebook. All right, Platinum. <laughs> Goodness, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, this is quite a light right here, guys, that I'm like, woo. Let's look at the NASS Executive Board, okay? Yeah. And then we'll look at the Secretaries of State. Okay, so here is the Executive Board, current Executive Board. Uh, we have the president, Kyle Arden, who's the secretary of state of Louisiana, president-elect, Honorable Tahisha Way of New Jersey. Scott Schwab is a treasurer, Canvas Laura Lee. So these are all secretaries of state. Laura Lee is the uh, secretary of state of Florida. Okay. Now, let's not forget that we just found out on the last episode of the C-Report that Florida does not send off any information uh, uh they don't They the depending on who, where you are in Florida, certain uh, pre, certain counties will not send any information off to secretary of state office. They don't really do anything there about it. But Laurel Lee, Laurel Lee, Florida, I think uh, is probably one of those secretaries of state kind of like we have here in Texas. They don't do their job the way they're supposed to. And you have someone else who's actually doing the job for them. So you got the Kansas Secretary of State, the New Jersey Secretary of State, the Louisiana Secretary of State, past president, Maggie Toulouse-Oliver, New Mexico. That's what uh, brought us here tonight because we were talking about Maggie Toulouse. Uh, Let's see, Eastern Region Vice President Jeffrey Bullock, Delaware Secretary of State, Southern Region Vice President Honorary Michael Watson, Mississippi Secretary of State, Midwestern Region Vice President Honorable Steve Simon, Minnesota Secretary of State. Lawrence Denny, Idaho, Secretary of State, is the Western Region Vice President. Member at large, Mac Warner, West Virginia, Secretary of State. Member at large, Kimberly Bassett, District of Columbia, Secretary of State. So you can kind of get an idea of who we're dealing with here, guys. The Secretaries of State guys uh, working for the NASS and a lot of them. You already see who their corporate affiliates are. Okay, let's look at their election committee. All right, we're not going to go through all of these. We're going to still end on a a cliffhanger. Ladies and gentlemen, that cliffhanger is coming up next. Um, Okay, so uh, the uh, election committee, let's see what this is about real quick. The elections committee is dedicated to educating and informing NASS members about policies and practices related to election administration at both the state and federal level. This includes tracking proposed federal legislation and election reform proposals and following the activities of relevant federal agencies and congressional committees. The committee also provides a forum for members to discuss strategies for facilitating voter participation and share innovative practices on voter education and outreach. The co-chair is Denise Merrill, Connecticut Secretary of State, and Jay Ashcroft, Missouri Secretary of State. Now that one is quite interesting because j Crash uh Jay Ashcroft comes off as a uh he believes a Republican. Okay, so he is a rhino. Okay. We also have John Merrill of Alabama, Kevin Miker of uh Alaska, Katie Hobbs of Arizona, John Thurston of Arkansas, Shirley Weber of California, Jenna Greswold of Colorado, Laura Lee of Florida, Brad Raffensberger of Georgia. Lawrence Denny of Idaho, Holly Sullivan of Indiana, Paul Pate of Iowa, Scott Schwab of Kansas, Michael Adams of Kentucky, Kyle Arduin of Louisiana, Shana Bellows of Maine, John Wobensmith of Maryland, William Galvan of Massachusetts, Jocelyn Benson of Michigan, Steve Simon of Minnesota, Michael Watson of Mississippi, Christy Jacobson of Montana, Montana, Robert Evan Evnen of Nebraska, Barbara Savetsky of New, uh, Nevada, Tahisha Way of New Jersey, Al Yeager of N- uh, North Dakota, Maggie Toulouse Oliver of New Mexico, Frank LaRose of Ohio, Shamia Fagan of Oregon, Veronica de DeGraffenrieg of Pennsylvania, Nellie Gorbia of Rhode Island, uh, Stephen Barnett of South Dakota. John Scott, because know because uh, uh, we don't have to put uh, we don't have to put little Jose on the list there anymore, although he was there. Joe Sparza was on this list the last time we looked at it. Now it's John Scott of Texas. He's the fifth Secretary of State under Abbott guys, okay? Fifth. This is John Scott. okay, This is the guy that they're trying to uh, lull patriots in Texas to sleep because uh, he supposedly helped Trump, but he didn't, okay. Uh, Dieter Henderson of Utah. Uh, Jim Condos of Vermont, Steve Hobbs of Washington, Mac Warner of West Virginia, and Edward Buchanan of Wyoming. Now, did all of these people go through the Secretary of State project with George Soros? No, but all of these people are definitely, in my opinion, guilt by association, especially when you look at some of those federal people uh, that uh, they were working with. Uh, their uh, in their business affiliates and stuff like that so okay so we looked at the committees now uh, yes we're about to wrap it up here but let's take a look let me see if i can find securing democracy partners okay so let's see if we have let me see if i can find that real quick securing democracy so we have uh committees 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 okay we don't need to look at the committees news events initial initiatives okay Let me uh, shrink this page down. Okay, initiatives. Uh, Securing elections. Uh, Let's see here. I want to see if they have a link here. Otherwise, we'll just jump straight to it. What's this? Ooh, Secretaries of State Lieutenant Governors. This is their complete roster. Ah, I stumbled on this. You can see all of them, ladies and gentlemen. You can see all of these rhinos. Look at all these rhinos in, inside of this uh, uh <laughs> Look at these rhinos. Look at them. They're all rhinos. They're part of this progressive, like, uh, Secretary of Snakes movement, guys. It's rhino hunting season, ladies and gentlemen. It is rhino hunting season. Okay, Uh, that's under NASS membership. Okay, so yeah, I didn't mean to go there, but um, I'm looking for, maybe it would be in a committee. Let's see the securities committee real quick. No, not what I'm looking for. And events resolutions members. Okay, so I tell you what we're going to do. We're just going to go to this page. So this is a web page for a group called Alliance for Securing Democracy. Now, in 2020, uh, we did—I'm uh, sorry—they uh, got together with the National Association of Secretaries of State to support the hasted, Hashtag Trusted Info 2020 initiative. Okay, so this was of August of 2020, so this was just ahead of the elections in 2020, okay? And now this is something that they did together. Uh, Let me go ahead and expand this on the screen. So you can see what they're talking about here. Here. Okay, it says, uh, the Alliance for Securing Democracy Partners with the National Association of Secretaries of State to support Trusted Info 2020 Initiative. Okay, now this is gonna go to uh, lend more evidence about who these people work with and who they are associated with. Washington, D.C., ahead of the 2020 general election, the Alliance for Securing Democracy at the German Marshall Fund of the United States is partnering with the National Association of Secretaries of State to promote their hashtag TrustedInfo2020 initiative, a year-long voter education effort. As election processes are likely to change between now and November, assuring voters know where, when, and how to vote, It's more important than ever. The goal of Trusted Info 2020 is to communicate to the American people that election officials are a trusted source for credible and accurate election information by directing voters to the election officials' websites and social media pages. The initiative will ensure that voters receive election information in a timely manner while minimizing the spread of misinformation and disinformation. Um, so, so Maggie Toul- Toulouse Oliver, who was then the president of the NASS said, having the Alliance for Securing Democracy as a hashtag trusted info 2020 partner helps amplify state and local election officials as the trusted sources for election information during this unprecedented time my colleagues and I are constantly seeking ways to increase voter education, outreach and awareness, we appreciate ASD and look forward to working together on this. And of course, then we have some other uh, quotes here. So uh, there's that now. So now one's wondering, well, who is the Alliance for Securing Democracy? Uh, One thing of note that I found very interesting is the Alliance for Securing Democracy, uh, this uh, nonprofit group that is working with the secretaries of state on a hashtag trusted info campaign. Uh, they have their target set on the Alternative for Deutschland political party, whom we've talked about here at the Sea report as being uh, being the conservative national uh, nationalist type of uh, um, Germany first political party. Uh, they're basically like an America first MAGA, you know, conservative America first, you know, patriot. That's Alternative for Deutschland, okay. Now, uh, alternative for Deutschland, the members of this political party, the leaders of this political party are also, uh, you know, um, allies of uh, President Bolsonaro of Brazil, as well as President Trump. Okay, so we see that this Alliance for Securing Democracy is attacking them in this article. It says interest alignment, the appeal for uh, RT Deutsch, which is uh, routers, routers, with supporters of the Alternative for Deutschland, it says the alignment of interest between the German right wing party, Alternative for Deutschland, and Russia's fl- a flagship German language media outlet, RT. Oops, sorry. Let me, uh, let me go and expand that. RT Deutsch or Deutsch is both well documented and unsurprising given the Kremlin's penchant for supporting divisive, radical, or fringe political movements in the West. However, analysis of data collected at ASD's Germany, uh, German 2021 election dashboard found that in the months leading up to the election, uh, RT Deutsch did not disproportionately cover the AFD compared to traditional German media outlets though an accurate count of mentions proved difficult due to false positives and the use of full party names versus abbreviations. Additionally, with RT Deutsch coverage of the AFD was more positive than that provided by German domestic media outlets. Overt support for the AFD and its political leaders are rare. Uh, was rare. At the same time, RT Deutsch editorialized coverage of controversial topics ranging from vaccine mandates to refugee po- uh, policies, showed significant congruence with the political and social positions promoted by the AFD. This de facto support for the AFD's political platform, if not the parties itself, helped boost RT Deutsch uh, popularity among AFD supporters as evidenced by the fact that public AFD affinity groups and pages on Facebook were more likely to share RT Deutsch content rather than groups and pages associated with every other German political party combined. So this article here, by, uh, securing, uh, Alliance for securing democracy, the NASS, uh, uh, team up here, uh, are attacking RT Deutsch, which, uh, I mean, guys, RT, as far as I'm concerned is basically like deep state, right? You know, it's like, basically, you know, it's, it's controlled. It's, it's, it is controlled to some point by a corporate interest. And, uh, they weren't even biased in their reporting on RT Deutsch about, you know, uh, an alternative for Deutschland apparently, but this uh, organization still had to call RT out just for giving information about it. Isn't that crazy guys? Is that not crazy? Okay. So RT Deutsch amplification on Facebook and then uh, narrative alignment. So that's just an example there. They're attacking, they're attacking alternative for Deutschland, right? In, in, uh, okay. In Germany. So, okay guys. So here is the, uh, here's the cliffhanger guys for you all to enjoy uh, uh, as we wrap up tonight's um, episode and we'll do this again. We will talk about uh, the secretary of snakes. We're not done yet. This narrative is by far from over. Uh, so uh, thank you all again for hanging out tonight. Okay. So here's, here is let's look at the Alliance for securing democracy team. Let's look at the advisory council. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goodness gracious, guys. Okay. <laughs> you wait till you get a load. All right. Working alongside the NASS on a, uh, on a truth, <laughs> a true info 2020 hashtag advisory council, Mike Shertoff. Okay. <laughs> Mike Shertoff. All right. This is a throwback from the uh, W era, W Bush era, 2003 to 2005 co-founded the Schurtoff Group, okay? Uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, 2005 to 2009. Transformed the FEMA uh, Federal Emergency uh, Management Agency into an effective organization. Uh, had a big ol' uh, stain on his name because of Katrina. Mike Schurtoff, okay. This isn't the only one, guys. Like, these are the people who are working with the people who are supposedly in charge of our elections. Guys, this is craziness, okay? Uh, Thomas Ilves, okay, uh, talks a little bit about him here, uh, working with the group, the Global Futures Council on Blockchain Technology, was a member of the Estonian Parliament, was a member of the European Parliament, Vice President of Foreign Affairs Committee for the European Parliament. He now, oh wait, whoops, sorry about that. He uh, he now co-chairs the World Economic Forum. (laughs) Come on, guys chairs the world economic forum ladies and gentlemen david kramer okay u.s state department during george w bush administrative situation served straight eight years he was a uh, member of the fellow at the german marshall fund okay these guys are heavy heavy deep state deep state illuminati no not even deep state elitist guys these guys are in deep okay this is who your NASS is working with. Bill Crystal of all people. Can you believe this, guys? Like, these are big names at the Securing Democracy Alliance, right? The Securing the Alliance for Securing Democracy. These are heavy, 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 deep stater names, ladies and gentlemen. Like, these are, don't get too much deeper than these guys. There's like maybe a few more levels, right? Ahead of these guys. Rick Leggett, okay? National Security Agency, where he serves as deputy director from January 2014 until 17. Mike McFall, all right, served for five years in Obama administration, first as special assistant to the president and senior director for Russia and Eurasian affairs, National Security Council at the White House from 2009 to 2012. U.S. Ambassador to Russian Federation from 12 to 14. He's currently a professor. Okay. Mike Morrell. okay, another one, guys. This guy is the, act, he was the acting director for the Central Intelligence Agency in 2011 and again in 2012 to 2013. He had previously served as the deputy director and director for intelligence at the agency and is 30 years over at the CIA. Morell played a central role in the United States' fight against terrorism its initiatives to halt the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction, and its efforts to respond to the trends that are altering the national landscape, ladies and gentlemen, can we get any deeper? Oh yes, we can. Anna Palacio, an international lawyer specializing in international freedom, uh, international and European Union law. <laughs> we won't dig into her too much, but guess who's next, guys? Guess who is next? Oh, it's good old John Podesta. John Podesta served as chair of Hillary for America prior to joining Hillary Clinton. We don't even need to go into John Podesta, guys. Check that out. Mike Rogers. um, Let's see. Mariette G. Shake. Corey Shake. I don't know if those... Oh, Shock. Shayak and Shake. I don't know. Admiral Jim Stavritis, retired. Nicole Wong, that's the last one. So this is the organization that they worked with in 2020. Look at those deep staters, guys. Heavy, 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 heavy deep staters, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We close with Katie Hobbs, the uh, poster child for Secretaries of Snake, of Wenches, Witches, Wretches wretches that should not be certifying elections when they ought not be certified i hope you guys enjoyed tonight's live digs episode here on the sea report a little bit different a little bit casual a little bit uh, just really kind of digging into some of this stuff there will be a part three to the secretaries of snakes i am pretty sure ladies and gentlemen Uh, as we continue to dive into this topic, into the storyline, and we see just how corrupt. But now we can get at the root of that corruption, I guess you can say. We can really look at uh, some of these players uh, so we can, again, now start to focus on getting rid of them, getting them out of office and making sure that they get the heck out of town. Uh, Don't be sitting in any public office anytime soon, any of you people. Uh, Because you guys are absolutely ridiculous and lawless and uh, you don't deserve to be anywhere near governing in the people's name because that's not what you do. You govern for whomever your masters are. And we're not going to take that anymore, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys, that wraps it up for tonight. I hope you guys had a good time. Thanks for hanging out. I went ahead and released the scratch-in for those who have a scratch release uh, urge over there in uh, Pilled and Foxwell.app. We will be back again tomorrow for another edition of the C-Report, most likely. We'll be doing the C-Report, and uh, yeah, that should do it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys, till then, y'all have a great night. We will see y'all next time.